Hello, and welcome to Cinema Sunday. I am your host, Candy Thomas, and this is a very special mini episode because I'm celebrating a major milestone. Each week, I typically watch one of the 95 movies that have won an Oscar for Best Picture, and I tell you exactly what I think of them. I knew going into this that 95 movies was going to be a long-term commitment, but time flies, and this is our 35th Sunday together. I've reviewed 31 of the Oscar winners for Best Picture and mixed in three holiday-centric bonus movies just to keep myself sane. I wanted to take a week off from regular programming and thought this would be a good time to perform a temperature check. This will be short and sweet. I just want to share a quick peek behind the scenes and provide answers to those questions I just know are burning up inside of you. Before I go any further, I just want to make it clear that even though this won't be a full episode, it's still going to be full of adult language. So please listen with caution. And with that, let's take it away. I'm sure inquiring minds want to know, how has it been going? I receive weekly reporting from the podcast hosting site, so I can easily see which episodes are the most popular and which ones appear to suck ass. And the numbers ebb and flow by fairly significant amounts from week to week. So I think the positive spin or how I'm sort of explaining it to myself is that I think people tune in during the weeks when they're familiar with the movie. Maybe it's one of their favorites or it's one they might be interested in watching. And then they would choose to skip the weeks when it doesn't appeal to them. I mean, why listen to a podcast about a movie you have no desire to see? I get it. And that could explain why there is sometimes some pretty dramatic fluctuations from week to week. The downside to all of this is that the number one downloaded episode is the number one episode. It's the very first episode I ever did, which is Gladiator. So it appears that a lot of people might have given Cinema Sunday a try and maybe felt this wasn't the podcast for them after that first episode, which is really disappointing. I, I know that I'm an acquired taste. But as all of you can attest to, I get infinitely more charming the more time you spend with me. So let's just be honest, they're only punishing themselves. What else besides Gladiator has been a big hit? No surprise, it's some of the older movies on the list. Sound of Music, West Side Story, All the King's Men, and The Sting have all been heavily downloaded. It seems that there's also a strong showing from movies that focus on people with disabilities. So it's Rain Man, Forrest Gump, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But of course, we have to have a moment of silence for our last place finisher. And I mean, dead last place. And that is Platoon. That one is in the cellar. And I'm not sure it's ever going to recover because people just do not seem interested in hearing a single thing about Platoon. 
how have I decided which movies to watch? To be honest, there's no rhyme or reason for the movies I pick each week. I started out wanting to pick movies that I thought would attract and maintain a steady following of loyal listeners. But clearly, I'm not the best judge of other people's taste. You'll notice that I lean heavily into movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, largely because those are the movies I'm most familiar with. I grew up on them, and I know what to expect. Sure, there's a little bit of sentimentality. I love to go back and watch the actors and actresses that I feel like I've grown up with. But I also think it's that I'm someone who doesn't enjoy disappointment. I'm nervous about watching something I know very little about for fear that it's just going to be terrible. There also may be this factor that I am a bit of a cheapskate. So I have deliberately searched for the movies that I could watch for free. With the movies that I've never seen, I find that I have to watch them twice in order to give a good review because the first time I'm usually dicking around doing something else, not paying attention. So the second time is when I actually catch on to everything I'm supposed to catch on to. So if it's a movie that I had to pay for, I have to be sure to manage my time so I can watch it twice in that 48-hour rental window, because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to pay for it twice. What has surprised me? Um, I, I got to say that I mistakenly believed that I, for some reason, wouldn't enjoy older movies, like those from the 40s and 50s and 60s. There's an exception because there's some I had already seen, like The Sound of Music in Casablanca. And I love those. So I don't know why I got the impression I wouldn't like any of the others. I think I'm so spoiled by big, loud, surround sound, car crashing, exploding spectacles that I just mistakenly believed that these little black and white, single camera, very simplistic movies just wouldn't do it for me. But the few times I have ventured into that way, way back machine, the movies have been so goddamn good. All the King's Men, It Happened One Night, and Mutiny on the Bounty, I've loved them all. And it's not just because two of them had Clark Gable in it. And he's probably my new crush. But there are about 30 more of these older ones that I'm still going to have to watch. So I really hope they keep up this trend because now I'm starting to get excited about watching the older ones. There's also a lot of movies that I'm watching for the very first time. And of course, I think, what the hell took me so long? And that's definitely the case with the first two Godfather movies. I also really enjoyed Parasite. I'd heard from so many people that it was a great movie. And I'm not sure why I never saw it in the theaters. Well, no, I do. I know why I didn't see it in the theater. Because it's subtitled, and that's just not anything I rush out to see. I'm not sure I ever would have even gone out of my way to watch it at home now if it had not been for this podcast. And the same goes for The Sting. If you listened to that episode, I'm sure you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice. This is a fantastic movie, and I can't believe I waited almost 50 years to watch it. I mean, that's a crime. 
what have I enjoyed the most? Although my schedule is full, and sometimes really honestly, this can feel like a second job, but I have to admit, I really do love it. Like every last bit of it. I do wish I had about 5,000 more listeners, but that doesn't diminish the enjoyment I'm getting from sharing my opinion with all of you every week. I, I'm seeing so many movies that I've never seen. And truth be told, I would probably be sitting at home talking to myself anyway. So this is just a really good creative outlet for me. I also find it fun to research all the other movies that coulda, shoulda, woulda won, but didn't. You sometimes forget these movies exist. And I know there's times where the winning movie can be a controversial pick. So it's fun to explore what could have been. I think there have been now at least five or six movies that I'm not sure should have walked away with the top prize now that we've had some time to reflect on it. The episodes I think I enjoy making the most is when the movie is based on a true story. I typically do some additional research to ensure that I personally understand the differences between the actual events and then the Hollywood version. And I feel like there's a little bit of an obligation, not just to educate myself, but to educate everyone else that's listening. I'm trying to tell the most complete story that I can so you would understand how it might relate to other events that were happening at that time. Or there might be characters in the movie who who are real people, but they just might not have been given kind of a fully developed character in the movie. And I like to dive in deeper into their stories just for the fun of it. Among these, I would say the standouts are probably Chariots of Fire, which I just thought was a running movie. I had no idea until I watched it that there was this really kind of underlying um, religious kind of bigotry thing happening. And it was really fascinating. And I, I loved it. And then, of course, Spotlight. I will go on forever about the importance of watching Spotlight and what I've learned from this movie. And I'm saddened because the first time I saw it, I thought, how the hell did I not know any of this was happening? Like I was sick to my stomach because I felt like I just had my head in the sand and I wasn't paying attention to things that were happening in the world. And now I, I really encourage people to, to not just watch that movie, but watch all these really important movies so we can educate ourselves about these difficult subjects. I feel like now I'm awake and I'm aware what's going on and I want to be sure I take the time to call out this bullshit every time it happens. There are still several more true stories on the list that I will need to watch, like Schindler's List and 12 Years a Slave. So get ready. There's some good gut-wrenching stuff yet to come. And I've never seen either of those movies. And I've kind of been dreading it because as much as I love a true story, you can't help but realize that that horrible thing happen to real people. And I'm watching it now for entertainment purposes, but someone really had to live through that. And it's it's really hard to watch some of them sometimes. For the second season of Cinema Sunday, I might just review all of those movies based on true stories that didn't win the Oscar, like All the President's Men and JFK and Apollo 13 and Lincoln, their Citizen Kane, Selma, The Queen. I mean, I could go on and on. 
whatever I decide to do, I promise season two will not be 95 episodes. So what do we have to look forward to? There are still some highly rated movies yet to come. I feel like there are some that are ridiculously long, like over three hours. So time management is going to be my best friend. I know that Gone with the Wind is still on the list. Um, There's actually also Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which is a, a humdinger as well. But for that one, I actually feel obligated to go back and watch the first two because I don't remember them. And I feel like jumping into the third film in the series is kind of robbing me and you as the listener of the total experience. So that one's going to take some time. I think there's still a number of movies on the list that also have really tough subject matter. I mean, that that is the making of an Oscar-winning film. You know, that there's a reason that movies like, you know, Dodgeball don't win the Oscar. It's all of these really deep, thoughtful, dramatic things that typically win. So, you know, to get through them, I may have to start drinking again. This this might become Cinema Sunday with bring your own mimosas. But more than anything else, I wanted to take a few minutes today to thank all of you who return each week and listen to Cinema Sunday. I really appreciate your loyalty and I value your support. You know, please keep listening. I think there's a lot of good stuff to come. I think that this is going to just keep getting better. And I'm really excited about what's left to come. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. This has been a special celebration episode of Cinema Sunday. I'll be back next week to discuss another Oscar-winning film. Please tell your friends about this podcast. If you feel so inclined, you can like, follow, subscribe, and even post a review. That helps get Cinema Sunday heard by a wider audience. If you have a comment, a correction, or you just want to tell me that I have shit taste, you can email me at cinemasunday at yahoo.com. The music for Cinema Sunday is appropriately titled So Happy. It is by Scott Holmes Music. I got it off of the freemusicarchives.org, and the work is licensed under Creative Commons by NC 4.0. Links are provided in the bio, and if you happen to visit the Free Music Archive, they do take donations, so please be generous. Thank you, and see you next week.